0: Okay, you guys, this is a serious episode because we are officially two weeks away from Expo East, one of the biggest trade shows for natural products in the food, beverage, and supplement industry. New Hope's Expos, Expo East and Expo West, are the place for emerging brands to connect with wholesale accounts, to attend educational sessions, and to network with important people in the CPG industry. It is officially go time, and today's episode is all about creating your SOS trade show plan for those of us who are feeling a little behind the ball as you get ready to attend or display at the show. And for those of you who aren't attending the show or who are listening to this episode long after that show is over, even better. This episode is going to provide you with the insight on what what you need to do to succeed at those big trade shows. And it is relevant to any trade event that you are attending in the future. Well, I know that these tips will help brands who are attending, I don't wanna underestimate the value of planning ahead. So I'm glad you're tuning in, even if you aren't headed there in person. Keep on listening to ensure that you're on track for your next big show, regardless of when that is coming up in the future. Here we go. You're listening to Food Biz Wiz the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. All right, my whizzes. As I said in the intro, today we are making that SOS trade show plan. What do you do when you're two weeks out and you just don't have a dialed in plan in place, which takes advantage of all the potential connections that you make while being at the show? What do you do when you've already dropped a whole bunch of money on the booth fees and the flights and the hotels and the educational passes and the display props and on, and on, and on, but there is a little voice inside of you wondering, will it be worth it? Well, what do you do? You keep it simple. I thought we might do something fun today, as this can be a high-pressure topic. So today, I'm going to present Two truths and a lie about trade shows that will ensure that you're, you are fully ready for Expo East in September and that you can put your SOS trade show plan in place. So I'm betting you guys know this game, right? Two truths and a lie. Typically, one person says three phrases about themselves and the other person guesses which are the two truths and naturally, which one is the lie. So let's do a little example here. I might say, number one, I learned all of my time management skills in high school at Loomis Chafee, where I was a day student at this boarding school in Connecticut. Statement number two, when I was growing up, my brothers and I would drink something that we would call milk and Coke. My mom wouldn't let us have a glass of Coke on pizza night unless we had a glass of milk first. So naturally, as weird kids do, we would just mix the two so we could drink the soda faster. Milk and Coke. Or number three, I met my now husband in college, but I wasn't really interested in him at the time because he was the captain of the ultimate Frisbee team and I thought that was lame. We eventually got serious after graduation and we got married seven years later. Okay, so with this example about me, I'm not going to tell you which are the two truths and which is the lie. I would love for you to play along and take a guess. Which is the lie here? The time management from boarding school, the milk and coke, or the ultimate frisbee captain turned husband? If you want to guess, I want you to hit me up on Instagram. My handle is it's Ball, and I want you to share yourself screenshotting this episode and tag me in it. Nothing could bring me more pleasure. And in fact, I'll do a little giveaway to celebrate. Anyone who tags me in a post and guesses the right answer will be entered to win a 30-minute one-on-one lightning round of consulting with me, recorded live here for the podcast. Sound good? Okay, I will link details to that giveaway in today's show notes. So while I'm not going to tell you which are the two truths and which is the lie, for now, for the giveaway, I will tell you straight up like which are the truths and which are the lies for today's trade show plan because there cannot be any uncertainty there. I mean, I'll leave you hanging for 30 seconds here, but then I'm going to make it super clear for you. Okay. Are you guys ready? Here it goes. Statement number one, your best resource for trade show success is free. Statement number two, You can and should go easy on the sampling strategy. Or statement number three, you should be the fastest person to follow up with buyers. Okay, so now you know how this game goes. One of those is a lie, and I will tell you which one after we return from this quick break. This episode is sponsored by Retail Ready, my online course for emerging food brands who are looking to grow their wholesale business. I've been teaching Retail Ready for three years and I've had over 150 brands enroll in the course. Through videos and workbooks and checklists and templates and live coaching calls with me, plus 24 seven access to me and my team in our private online group, Retail Ready has all the tools that you need to increase your sales through wholesale accounts. Whether that's in traditional brick and mortar outlets or through e-commerce platforms. I'd love to see you join us when the course opens again. So jump on the wait list to be the first to know when I welcome new students. You can find that wait list in today's show notes or at foodbizwiz.com under the heading Retail Ready. Okay, wizzes, I'm back and I'm going to reveal which ones were the truths and which one was the lie. So to recap, here were the three statements. One, your best resource for trade show success is free. Two, you can and should go easy on the sampling strategy. Three, you should be the fastest person to follow up with buyers. So any guesses on which are the truths and which is the lie? I'm hoping that you guys are all shouting out answers out loud right now, like in the middle of your production shift or driving between those sales calls or walking into a meeting with your packaging designer. That would make my day. So let me reveal the answer to you and we'll go into detail on each and how you can use this info to make your SOS trade show plan. So statement number one, your best resource for trade show success is free. This is true. And I can't wait to share my thoughts on this in a moment. Statement two, you can and should go easy on the sampling strategy. Also true. You can Breathe a big sigh of relief here, knowing that you're probably overly complicating it and you can dial back your ambitious plan. I'll Tell you exactly why in a moment. And lastly, statement three, you should be the fastest person to follow up with buyers. This is the lie. You don't need to be the fastest person to follow up. And in fact, you shouldn't be. And I will explain exactly why in a second. All right, so there we have it. Let's talk about these three facts and how, can you, how you can use this info to your advantage if you are scrambling to get ready for a trade show. So we'll start with that statement number one. Your best resource for trade show success is free. I say this time and time again in Retail Ready, but it is worth repeating here. You are your biggest, best asset. Your charming personality, your big smile, your in-depth knowledge about your brand are your biggest selling points. And those are absolutely free. Well, I do wanna pause and acknowledge that in fact, yes, you should always be calculating the cost of your time and factor that into running your business because after all, you deserve to be valued and paid. My point here is that the biggest advantage that you have for trade shows does not have to have a hefty price tag on it. It's not something that you have to order from a supplier or have custom printed or pay a design agency to do or rent for the show. It is you. We can all agree that trade shows can be a drag, especially as you're approaching day three and your energy is winding down and your display is looking a little weary. And that last round of buyers are less than engaged. But you, you want to be that shining star on the floor. You want to be engaged with everyone who passes by. You want to move around to the front side of your booth, holding out that tray of samples and engaging folks before they have the chance to move past your table. That is all in your control. So I want you to let go of this belief that trade show success is out of your hands, that it's all about who happens to walk by and if you catch them at the right moment and if you're in the right place at the right time. I want you to let go of this idea that bigger brands have an advantage at shows or that you don't have the budget to custom build a display to capture attention or that you have a less than stellar location on the floor and that no one is going to find you. While yes, these may all feel like truths, hard facts, and limiting factors to to you. When you are stuck in this belief that success is out of your control, you are not stepping up to the plate and taking responsibility for your performance at the show. Okay. So how does this truth that you are your biggest, best free resource that contributes to trade show success? play out in your SOS trade show plan. It means that you can put a plan in place, you should put a plan in place where you have time to recharge and relax and take care of yourself on and off the trade show floor. I know you're thinking that's easier said than done, but hear me out. It can be as simple as packing a padded floor mat so you're not standing on concrete for three days and so that you actually have the energy to engage. It can be packing that extra pair of shoes so you can switch halfway during the show. It can be as easy as bringing your own lunch, making sure that you're packing foods that will make you feel energized and healthy instead of planning on eating samples for your meals. I always bring hard-boiled eggs and chicken breast. (laughs) It can be making time to get in a walk or a yoga class before the show so that you're level-headed going into it. It can be bringing along your partner or hiring local assistants for the show so that you can take bathroom breaks or get in that extra time with a VIP buyer without feeling guilty or so that you can say yes to that impromptu lunch date. I want you to take step one of your SOS trade show plan and write out a list of things that you can do for yourself during the show days so that you have energy to engage and smile during that trade show. While this may seem like the last thing that you would take time to do when you're trying to coordinate printing and samples and flights and logistics, this might be the thing that makes or breaks the show for you. Don't skip this work. I'll remind you of this. So, so often I walk trade show floors and I see business owners who simply are not engaged. They're looking at their phones. They're chatting with their booth mates. They're sitting down for a break and eating a snack, leaving the, sh- the table solo or, you know, all alone. They are maybe pretending to re-merchandise their booth just so they don't have to talk for a moment. It is astonishing Your single job is to engage at these shows, and while it might be painful or mind-numbing or boring at times, get through it. Keep your eyes up. Keep your head high. Keep a smile on your face, and you will have far, far more success engaging with buyers. If you're not going to do that, what is the point of going to the show? All right, so that is number one. Let's keep moving to number two, the truth that you can and should go easy on the sampling strategy. Let me give you an example from a client that I had years ago. Here's what they did before we started working together. They make a line of really delicious barbecue sauces and they went to one of the big shows in their first year of business. They really wanted their samples to shine so they made three different versions of sliders to highlight their three sauces and how they worked with different proteins. They opted for a pulled pork, a barbecue chicken, and a brisket loaded with slaw or melted cheese or pickles, you know, fully fully decked out. They had a whole plan in place on how they were going to have the most delicious samples and the most mouthwatering smells coming from their booth. That plan flopped. Can you guess why? I mean, it flopped for a few reasons. On the most basic level, and this is a really big takeaway, you guys, they failed to realize that buyers are at trade shows for days. They're sampling tons of product, and they're filling up on snacks and candy and beverages and cheese and meats and desserts and on and on and on. They are eating all day long. The last thing that buyer wants is to walk up to your table and to present be presented with three sliders to taste in order to sample your product. They simply don't have room. They don't have the appetite to have samples that large. The other problem here is that while the sliders may be delicious, they don't let the product shine on its own. You guys, buyers are professional tasters. They do not need to taste your sauce on a piece of chicken in order to recognize the quality. From there, prepping the sliders meant they had to hire and train additional staff in order to accommodate the labor that was involved in executing their plan. They had to bring in additional equipment that was, frankly, unnecessary. Their sample cost skyrocketed. They were stressed as they started executing this complicated sample plan. And to what end, I ask, to have buyers pass on tasting all three sliders because it was too much food? I think you're following along with my main point here. Buyers can and should sample your product straight. They are snacking and sampling all day long, so no need to overcomplicate it. Hand them your nut butter or your maple syrup or your chia jam or your chocolate sauce on a spoon. If you have something that is a powdered drink, mix it up straight. If you have a snack, let them try it unadultered. They don't need salsa in order to try your chip, right? The only product that you need to prepare is if you have a dry spice blend or maybe like an adaptogen powder or a supplement like collagen powder, something that isn't appropriate to lick straight off a spoon. And in that case, do a really simple preparation. But again, don't overly complicate it for all of the reasons outlined above. Okay, so use that information as you form your SOS trade show plan. Dial back your sample strategy, and you will see a bigger return as more people will actually try your product You will have a lower cost of goods for samples, and you will have less of a headache in the actual prepping involved. I am betting that you guys will thank me later. Lastly, we turn to the lie, that idea that you should be the fastest person to follow up with buyers. Okay, I'm gonna get into this in a second, but for now, I'm going to pause with a sponsor. If you've been enjoying these episodes, Imagine what it would be like to ask clarifying questions directly to me and to have my assistants working through your strategy on these topics. Well, you can. My Retail Ready students have access to me live in our private online group and on our monthly coaching calls, and I would love to see you in there as well. Retail Ready Enrollment opens again soon, so jump on the wait list in today's show notes or at foodbizwiz.com and save your spot. All right, back to that lie that you need to be the fastest person to follow up with buyers. I hear this over and over again that you must be the speediest person to follow up with a buyer and that you want to be the first email that they receive upon getting back to their desk after the show is over. You guys, I am going to set your mind at ease and tell you that this is a lie and you can definitely chill out a bit here. I say that with a disclaimer that you have to have a thoughtful follow-up strategy in place and that you do need to be timely, and personalized with your correspondence. But you don't have to go back to your hotel room each night of the conference and rattle off a whole bunch of emails. You don't have to pay for Wi-Fi on your flight home and jam out a bunch of follow-ups. Use that time to recoup and breathe. Here or here, actually, this is a better idea. Use that time to take notes on what worked really well at the trade show and what you would do differently next time. Take those notes while they're still fresh in your mind and you'll be happy that you have them when you start prepping for the next trade show a few months later. Okay, so let's talk about why you don't need to be the fastest person to follow up after the trade show. And I'm gonna paint a picture for you using myself as an example. Okay, so let's say I fly to Expo East. As a buyer, I have done this before. I fly to Expo East in Baltimore from San Francisco. The show typically starts on a Wednesday. So I would fly on a Tuesday, whole day flying to get to Baltimore, cross country. And then I would attend the show from Wednesday to Friday. I would fly back home on Saturday and hopefully I would take a day off on Sunday, getting straight back to work on Monday. At that point, it's been a full week since I've been at my desk. I used to get dozens of emails a day. But for this example, let's make it easy and say that I get two dozen emails a day. 24, two dozen times seven days that I was gone is 168 emails that are sitting in my inbox when I get back to my desk. I would say that's a really conservative estimate. So if you met me, on the trade show floor on Wednesday, and you popped off an email that evening hoping to be the first person in my inbox, you are now down there sitting below 140 other emails that have come in after yours. And here's the thing. I haven't been at work all week, and I have a mountain of sell sheets now sitting on my desk, and I've got a pile of business cards to go through. And I have to catch up on all the work that I missed while I was away. So maybe staff reviews and re-merchandising projects and category management and bringing on new products that were already waiting in the pipeline. The truth is that I'm not even looking at adding your new product to my assortment until I catch back up on all my pending tasks. I talk about all those tasks and all that it takes to bring in new products in episode four of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. So definitely go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. That's going to provide a lot of insight here. I'll link that in the show notes so it's easy for you guys to find. So back to that buyer. They are playing catch up and your super prompt email is now getting buried deeper and deeper into their inbox. So what if you change your strategy? The last part of your SOS trade show plan is to chill out on the urgency of the follow-up. Catch your breath. Those buyers are doing the same thing. Give it a moment. Wait a week, and you are much, much more likely to follow up with a buyer when they're feeling a bit more back to normal and caught up on their own workload. So from there, you've got to have that dialed in follow-up strategy in place. We spend so much time talking about this in Retail Ready, my online course, and there really is an art to it. Ensure you're crafting that perfect email that resonates with a buyer, that you've got that fantastic sell sheet and price list that actually captures attention and interest that you've outlined a thoughtful introductory offer and promotional plan on the heels of the trade show, all of those things. Outline a plan so that you're not just winging it and you will be much more likely to land those accounts and then manage them stress-free moving forward. Whew, okay, you guys. Those were my two truths and a lie. So to recap, truth number one, your best resource for trade show success is free. You are your best resource. Your personality, your smile, your knowledge is the key to success here. So put a plan into place to protect it, to give yourself time to rest and recoup, and to show up as proud as you can. You are solely responsible for your success here, and it is time for you to own that. Truth number two, you can and should go easy on the sampling strategy. Buyers are tasting all day long. Make it easy for them to want to try your product. Make it easy on yourself to execute your sample strategy. And then lie, the first lie, the third statement here. You should be the fastest person to follow up with buyers. Nope. Give them and yourself time to catch your breath after those shows. So you're more likely to be at the top of their inbox when you follow up with them after a bit of a delay. Okay, whizzes, how did that feel for you? Do you agree with my two truths and a lie? Did you like this two truths and a lie format for an episode? I want to know. I want to know how you're enjoying these podcasts and what I can do to make them even better. If you haven't already left me a rating, please take a moment to pause and leave me a written review. This is the single most important thing that you can do to help me keep this podcast moving forward and delivering content that you want to hear. From there, enter my giveaway that I talked about. If you are listening to this on the week of August 27th, when it's released, you can enter the giveaway. I will link the details in our show notes and please enter. You can win a one-on-one session with me, which will be recorded live for the podcast. I am psyched on this. If you want to get tailored advice on your food business, I am ready to help you. So tag me, guess which was the lie from the beginning of the show, and you will be entered to win. Full details will be on the extended show notes on my website, Good luck, and I will see you right here next week with another episode of Food Biz Whiz. Thanks for listening, and stay busy. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.